Hi, I'm your host, John Pope, and today is episode number five of 100% Podcast. Today's podcast is entitled, Are Millennials Soft? And so I need to make a disclaimer here up front. I was born in 1983. Millennials are defined as people born between 1982 and 1996. And so I am myself an older millennial, albeit uh, one of the oldest millennials out there. Today, I brought on a younger millennial here today, Connor Sella. Uh, who works with me here at Pope Corporation. Welcome to the show, Connor. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, Connor, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, this millennial life that that you've lived. I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana uh, in 1993. Uh, At an early age, moved here to Houston, grew up in Katy, Texas, just west of here. Uh, Ended up going to Rice University, played college football there. Uh, Tried to play in the NFL, didn't work out, but was able to find my second love. Uh, Now, uh, something I love to do in commercial real estate. Yeah, and since you've been working with me, I've known you for several years years now when you interned for me. Um, I've always seen a great work ethic in you. Um, let's go back to your childhood there in Katy because, you know, millennials are, are not known for having the thickest skin. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily known for being the hardest workers. And so um, tell me about how you were raised uh, there in Katy. So, yeah, I got involved in sports really young. Um, I want to say I was in kindergarten, maybe the first time I started playing football and basketball and baseball and all different types of sports. Um, And I was fortunate enough to have some really good coaches and my my parents in my ear um, every step of the way, just letting me know that if you want anything in life, if you want to be great, if you want to be number one, you're going to have to work. And you know, there's been a lot of talk of the uh, participation trophies. We talked about this earlier. Um, I never received a participation trophy growing up. Um, that was something that I never had to deal with, so I guess I never really had that influence of you know, getting rewarded for just showing up. Um, and there's one thing that my, that my dad would always say to me. There was a lot of times whenever I was in the middle of a season, you know, it was tough, we weren't very good, and I'd, I'd just let him know, Dad, I don't want to play anymore. Um, and he wouldn't let me quit. And he just always said, son, if you start something, you've got to finish it. And that's something that stayed with me my entire life. Um, never quit. And so I'm really, really glad that my dad instilled that in me and I'm gonna instill that in my son. And I think that's what a lot of kids or a lot of millennials, um, I guess you could say, um, do is they give up pretty easily because the instant gratification. That's just kind of how, how we were raised in that everything's got instant gratification. You know, you look at your smartphone, you look at Instagram, and you know, you see how many likes, all this instant gratification that you're getting. Um, maybe we don't know how to work as hard, or maybe like, they don't know, they, they don't trust in the process. You know, the quote, embrace the suck, is what a lot of my coaches told me growing up, and it's so true. And that, you know, I always, always thought about it like applying to my sports life. And it applies in business and everything. You know, you're going to have to grind no matter what. If you want to be successful, you want to be if you want to be great, you have to grind. Yeah. I can totally relate and agree with what you're saying, Connor, about embracing the grind, especially in the commercial real estate business and I'm sure a lot of other businesses as well. It takes years to see the results of the work that you've put in. Um, the seeds that you're planting over time and and coming to the office every day, putting in that hard work, doing what you need to do. Um, the payoff is, is great, but the payoff can take a lot of time. And so you know, I've probably hired 40 people um, over my career as brokers, and 
the reason that a lot of them don't work out is they just don't they lose you know they um, they don't get that instant gratification and they lose heart they lose their desire and they quit and a lot of times having seen so many people go through this and having gone through it myself as well you can see that they're quitting just before they're about to reap all those rewards that they've been working so many years yeah. for and that's the that's the saddest thing about it mm-hmm. you know they're they're just they're inches away um, from getting to where they want to get in this business and so um, you know that's actually what I love about this business that's what I love about sports you know I was never the most talented guy out there um, but through hard work through just trying my hardest every day um, you know I, I I um, accomplished a lot of the goals that I wanted to, you know, accomplish in in life and sports and business. Mm-hmm. Um, still got a lot left to accomplish, but I can I'll continue to work hard every day to to try and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about college football um, at Rice. I know a lot of people are interested in kind of the behind the scenes. Um, you know what what was that like? Uh, playing football at Rice was a dream come true for me. I always wanted to play college football. Um, that was the ultimate goal for me. Never knew if I was going to make it to the NFL because that just seemed out of reach. So making it to Division One college football was, was a dream come true. Um, and before I got there, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I, I didn't realize how much it was, and it was a, a true test on, of my character. You know, how disciplined I really was, um, you know, you had your mandatory workouts, you had your mandatory practices and everything, but that's not enough. In order to be successful, in order to to get where you want to be, to be at the top, you have to put the extra work in, and that's showing up before every practice, um, staying after every practice, and getting extra lifts in, You know, whether that be on a day you have off or after the lift um, themselves. And I, I think you could, you could see that clearly in in my my redshirt freshman year when we won conference i mean that senior class they they drove everybody to push themselves harder and you know we reaped the benefits i mean you could see it, the proof was in the pudding as you won say. conference correct we won conference yes yeah see that brings me to a point that um you hear a lot about in business and life which you know you are essentially an average of the people that you surround yourself with and uh, that's one lesson that I learned in a, in a real kind of primal way playing college football at SMU, which was through the weightlifting. Um, you know, the goal was to be able to squat 500 pounds five times. That's what they wanted you to be able to do. When I got there, I'd really never squatted in high school and maybe did 200 pounds, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted you to be able to bench 400 pounds. And when, when you first get there as a, um, an athlete straight out of high school, it seems that these numbers are just ridiculous. But it's funny how, you know, you start working out with these guys that are already doing that and you'll just get better and better and better and better. And eventually you'll hit those numbers as, as I did. Um, you know, I think that that was, it's just such a clear example of how surrounding yourself with mentors in business or um, if you're in athletics, athletes that are better than you are is so important for your own personal development um, because ultimately you're going to rise up to their level. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned uh, mm-hmm. playing football that I definitely keep in mind today. Absolutely, yeah, surrounding yourself with people that, that are where you want to be. 
yeah, that that's that's what you have to do. Um, I, fortunately for me, my freshman year, I was around three NFL tight ends, and my uh, position coach played in the NFL for nine seasons. Two of these guys still play in the NFL currently, and being able to be around them and just see how they operate, and you know what it's like and what what's necessary to be a Division One college football player. Um, has been huge and also when we've gotten here um, you know you've been my mentor throughout this process um, and being around you I mean I get a great example of what it takes to be successful in this business and it's been huge um, your influence on me and I, I see myself get better every day just you know surrounding myself you know with you as well as everybody else here in our office right exactly I mean it's um so one thing that's said about millennials is that they don't have thick skin, that they quit a little bit too easily. Um, I know you face some adversity, as has everybody listening to this, watching this show. Um, tell me about a time that you faced some adversity and, and overcame it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of times in sports that's that, that that's happened, but I'll, I'll do the most, the most recent for me, and it's actually uh, in the business world. Um, I started off with another commercial real estate group uh, initially when I got done playing football, um, and I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, you know, I had interned for you before. I kind of had a good idea of what it was going to be like. Um, I didn't realize how much went into it, and uh, I, I didn't get the job done. Essentially, um, I ended up leaving that group. Uh, I was kind of down in the dumps. Uh, you know, I was thinking maybe commercial real estate isn't for me. Um, and luckily, you reached out to me. Um, you presented me with this great opportunity and I knew something I, I couldn't turn down and when I got here I just reflected on the my time um, with the other company I was with and you know as upset as I was I mean the only thing I could look back on is that it was all my fault and that the only reason why I didn't, didn't succeed was because it was like it was me try not to play the victim role I took all responsibility because it was my fault at the end of the day and I just the way that I overcame that was I knew that I was going to have to work every day. And that's what I felt was happening at the other group is that I wasn't putting enough work in and I needed to step my game up. I needed to to get after it each and every day and stay disciplined. You know, come each day with a plan of what I was going to do. I Now I come in, I work every day I come to work. I write down a list of things that I'm going to do that is necessary that I need to get done that day. And I move forward. Um, and... I mean, it, it's worked out since, um, you know, I'm having a lot more success here. I'm enjoying it. I enjoy, you know, showing up to work every day. And it, it's just, it's it's great to look back and reflect on how unsuccessful I was. And it was, it was simple fixes that I needed to take in order to become successful. And I'm not there yet, obviously. I'm still working. Um, but, you know, I'm getting there. And I'm taking the right steps in the right path, so... I think now's a good time for me to state my opinion. I think millennials get a bad rap. I think there's so many positive things about millennials. I think that um, for the most part, they're more open-minded. Um, they are more collaborative. They want to do something that matters to them. I think it's just the importance of finding that thing. And um, then once you find it, not giving up. And that is, if millennials can take all the good things about the generation and add in that trait of a little bit more resilience, not giving up. I think millennials have the potential to be one of the greatest generations our, our country has, has seen. 
um, which is important because they'll represent the majority of the workforce mm-hmm. as well and, and will drive our economy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't think millennials are soft. I think like, like every, uh, they're a microcosm of our culture, right? And so like every individual has certain things they need to tweak, they need to better in order to better themselves. Um, I think as a generation, millennials are that same way on the whole, right? There's a lot of good things. They can tweak certain things that maybe they aren't so strong in and the generation can, you know, really excel um, on the whole. And so, you know, I I think um, I'm excited about this next generation coming up and uh, the potential that they have. And, you know, I hope to be a part of that, uh, mentoring um, a lot of young people and just working towards helping them be successful and whatever they're trying to do in life. Absolutely, yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, I think this generation gets a bad rap. Um, you know, maybe the older generations are, are looking at us and they, they see the millennials that are, you know, all over social media, all over TV, whatever it may be, just the ones that, are, that, that they're noticing um, that, are, that are soft, the ones that are around them. Um, there, there's a lot of people uh, that keep their mouths shut. <laughs> they, they get the work done, you know, put their head down and grind. And uh, I like to think of myself as one of those people. Um, and, and I have a lot of friends and a lot of people that I know of that are that way. Um, not complaining, know that they have to put the work in to be great and they're gonna be successful. And, you know, just generalizing the, the whole generation as soft, I think that's unfair. And that sounds like a soft thing to say, but it's true. Um, not all of us are like that. Agree. Well, I'd have trouble calling you soft anyway at six foot three and 230 pounds, but uh, even if you were, but you're not soft. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks let's for having get, me. Let's get back to work yeah, and absolutely. go help some clients. <laughs> Definitely.